0: What is up, everyone? It is Wednesday night, so you guys know what that means. Another edition of the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built and Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network. I am Peter. He is Lance. And hopefully you guys enjoy the show. And if you do miss this episode, you can always rewatch this. And then if you prefer the podcast version, it comes out tomorrow morning on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Odyssey or wherever you get your podcast. Just type in Built and Buffalo Podcast Network. How are we doing tonight, Lance?
1: Doing good. Trying a little new setup. I just finished hammering everything in the wall here as we go live. So uh, hoping to bring a little more energy to the show, wake myself up more. I think when I sit down, I kind of can get in a little bit of robot mode. So try to bring more entertainment for everyone here. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the Buffalo Blitz here on the, bu- on the built-in Buffalo Network. We are sponsored here by Underdog Fantasy. Use promo code BLITZ when you sign up to double your deposit up to $100. And right now going on is... Best Ball Mania for the largest fantasy football contest going right now.
0: Oh, I'm, uh, that's my bad. My bad, Lance. All good. Where, where is this? Uh, you know what? This is, this is usually you, man. <laughs> this is usually you. What? What? Well, got
1: I got the new I, setup I, here.
0: That's your fault. I'm blaming you for that. Sorry about that.
1: I'll take it. So, yeah. Best Ball Mania, $3 million in first place. Largest fantasy football contest on the planet. Make sure you sign up again. Code BLITZ will double
0: your deposit up to
1: $100.
0: Okay, so now time to get that off the screen. So we got a lot to talk about. If you guys are in the comment section, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, drop your comment, drop what you guys want to say tonight. And if you're on Twitter, if you want to drop a comment after you hit the retweet button, go over to Facebook, go over to YouTube. It's in the Bill & Buffalo Twitter page uh, bio. It's pretty simple. You'll find it. No worries. And yeah, drop some comments. We got Chris coming in. Go Bills. Uh Robbie from 716. Whoa, Lance, new background. Man, you're changing up the things. Bill's mafia's in here. Danny's in here from another member of the Built and Buffalo who uh, members of the network. Man, that took me a second to spit that out. Uh, he runs the Facebook, and one of the main guys that runs the Facebook does a great job for us. So we have a lot to talk about and you guys, I'm assuming in the comment section do as well, but we're going to start with the depth chart. So the depth chart was officially released today, the first one. And before okay. I asked Lance's opinion on maybe something that stood out from the depth chart, we want to, I want to preface this and I know Lance agrees. It is August 8th. It is everyone take a deep breath and the bills did too with this depth chart release because there's a couple of positions on there and we're going to get to that in a second where I think the bills had a little fun with us. I think when Sean McDermott and Bean sat down with the whoever's making the list or making their graphic, they're like, you know what? Let's have a little fun with this. Let's 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 get people talking about this. So Lance, I'll start with you. Give me one thing that maybe stood out or caught your eye on the first depth chart on August eighth in the summer.
1: Yeah, apparently we're gonna roll out like 14 guys on defense for a first yeah. string there. So you know it's so a smart, smart strategy there, I think. yeah, uh, if nobody noticed that. So go for it. <laughs> no, uh, They're still including Von Miller starting at edge. and I posted this earlier. I just I know it means absolutely nothing, but I just like to see it. So uh, had Osiris Torrance as your backup at right guard. Mm -hmm. So that gives us a little bit more. Um, They are listing Reggie Gilliam as a fullback. So we kind of talked about this. I think it was last episode. It might have been two episodes ago now, but we talked about how are they going to list Gilliam, is he really with the running back, running back crew, excuse me, or is he, um, you know, going to go in kind of with the tight end group? How does that fit? Because that determines kind of how the numbers run on the roster breakdown. So just an interesting caveat that he is at the fullback position and backup quarterback. We're going to talk about that, right? Listed as Kyle Allen right now.
0: Yeah, we're definitely going to get into that. So that's our next topic. But something that I think a lot of people notice: look, you have three corners at the CB two position, that, like Lance alluded to, the fact that there's 14 guys basically we're rolling out on on week one. Look, it's basically telling us it's still an open competition. I think they had a little fun with it putting Christian Benford out CB two the first CB two when you like I first read that and I was like, oh crap, he's starting. Like that's what I literally read, and then I didn't, and then I saw the slash, Elam, and that's how slash or slash Elam. And then I saw Slash, Dane Jackson. I was like, oh, okay, they're having fun with this. But at first I read Benford with the CB2, and I was like, holy crap. That like that's okay. And we're, we're going to get to Benford in a minute. But that was something that I know, that I noticed. Look, the battle is still open there, which is cool, which is good. Um, and I think we all expected it. And if you're a non-Dane Jackson believer, that's a good thing. You also have the middle linebacker role, Terrell Bernard, and Tyrell Dodson are still battling. So that battle is still open. I know Lance said the Von Miller at the edge. Puna Ford kind of caught my eye, Lance. Like, he's behind Jordan Phillips and Tim Settle. I know Ed Oliver and Daquan Jones being the first uh, the the two D tackles to start mm-hmm. makes sense, but the Jordan Phillips and the Tim Settle battle is a little interesting ahead of Puna Ford. And then you have mm-hmm. Kendall Vickers ahead of DJ Dale, but you know how they make rookies earn that, so I'm not going to read too much in it because we, we do like DJ Dale here. But Lance, what are your thoughts on the Puna Ford being – on, I guess, third-team defensive tackle. Yeah,
1: that's uh, interesting. Honestly, didn't see that till now. I was noticing yeah. also that A- that Leonard Floyd was on the um, same side as Greg Rousseau, uh, opposite of Von Miller. So, A.J. Epinesa, if you just take Von Miller out and slide yeah. the guys forward, so, uh, it's A.J. Epinesa, Shaq Lawson, and Kingsley Jonathan there. So, um, Shane Ray has not, as of this point, jumped Boogie Basham. Um, everyone's impressed with what Shane Ray brings he brings in, ex, in a extremely high motor you see when I was at practice on Sunday it was extremely laid back it was very walk esque they obviously weren't in pads on Sunday and so you see Shane Ray come out of these plays though with his jersey pushed half up his body because he's just going you know and nobody everyone's like just trying to hold him up you know and everything so just you know great to see that guy come in and really kind of try as hard as he can to make this roster. And then he's not making it easy for the bills to say no to him.
0: You also have DeMar Hamlin ahead of Dean Marlowe on the safety battle. That is, I, think, I don't know if anybody thinks that Dean, Dean Marlowe is going to be ahead of DeMar Hamlin, but that is something that you want to notice just because if the bills don't fully think DeMar Hamlin can be fully back, it's a decision they're going to have to make. And it's a tough decision. They're going to have to make eventually uh, depending on his status I'm looking up a down. I guess you have the slot receiver with Hardy and Shakir. That means Shurfield's kind of out of the slot running. We kind of knew that he doesn't really fit into the slot as much. So we kind of, that kind of was self explanatory. But you still mm-hmm. have Hardy and Shakir battling for the slot. Shurfield, that receiver behind Diggs. So that means he's the third on the outside because you would think it'd be Diggs, Davis, and then it would be the, the guy behind Diggs. Shorter ahead of all the undrafted guys. Makes sense. So shorter still doing his thing. It's, it's good to see not shorter super down the depth chart. Kind of I think that's where we expected Shorter to be. Mm-hmm. Uh if I'm looking else, not much else. They did obviously they do list Dorian Williams at the uh the will linebacker uh behind Matt Milano. Damien Harris is RB2, Latavius Murray RB3. And I want let's this is gonna segue perfectly into what I wanna. Let's go to some of the comments first. I, I wasn't even paying attention to the comments, some good. Bill Brown's coming in. Some good depth chart guys are going to get cut. Hope they can get some to the practice squad. Yeah, there's gonna be some good young guys like a DJ Dale, not to get cut, that would probably go to the practice squad, those type of guys. Bill's also coming in very open at the CB2. We yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Na- Lance's mom. I met her for the first time on was it Saturday at Bar Bill and then the balloon uh, blue and red scrimmage. Very nice lady. And hi. Always say hi.
1: Martin paid for this physique right here, bro.
0: Yeah. Does Lance, does Lawson get cut? Oh, uh, this Bill Bill Brown is Bill Brown's reading our banners. He's reading our mind. He knows exactly what we're going to talk about. That so Bill, don't go anywhere. In about 20 minutes, we're going to get into where we think Shaq Lawson stands on this roster. John Robert, a regular is coming in. Benford at three interceptions. Shane Ray would be an excellent depth chart guy. You bud is coming in. He loves your shirt, Lance. Loves yeah, my, your
1: shirt. my uncle, bud. He he lived in Buffalo. Got me started here on the uh, the Bills bandwagon, if you would say that. Uh, mm-hmm. But injected the bills Mafia into my veins at the ripe age of three years old. And, and um, now I'm a crazy.
0: And Lance, you know who's coming in being the a little bit of the Debbie Downer, the realist? Roy Conley. He's got to come. He's gotta come there, we, I, knew, I knew this was coming, Roy. Roy. If you listened a couple minutes ago, I did say it didn't mean that much. But this is what we got to do. We got to talk about stuff. So we're going to get into something that Lance mentioned earlier, and that we were both at the red and blue scrimmage. Obviously, Rance was at a previous training camp and then the day after training camp. But we were both together at the red and blue scrimmage. my first time seeing him in person this year. And we want to talk about this. Do the Bills have a quarterback two issue? And we were watching. I was also sitting with Ben Shoup, uh, another member of the Built and Buffalo Network, and he and I were talking. It looks like they, they don't know who's at quarterback two. So I want to get your thoughts, Lance, and I'll give you my thoughts. Is there a legit competition right now for the quarterback two position and do the bills maybe be have to go on the outside of this roster and add another one.
1: I think that Barkley has been getting what seemed to be second team reps and what you would expect the, from volume and situations that would be a QB two rep, um, you know, practice load. But now Kyle Allen is listed as quarterback two on this first step chart, which means nothing. And, uh, I think it's interesting, Kyle Allen. I don't think has really shown anybody anything that makes them impressed to have him backing up Josh Allen. Everyone agrees. We hope the heck we don't need anyone else but Josh Allen. But if we did, um, I don't see the confidence being very high right now in Kyle Allen coming in and filling the shoes.
0: I agree. Look, we were watching, and Kyle, I think on Sunday, Lance, and I got this from. Uh, Perino, uh, and he basically was telling me, me just preface, preface it a little, but he said this on air as well, so I'm fine about it. Uh, that he looked a little better on Sunday. Kyle Allen, I know he threw one interception, but looked a little better. But that's spring game, and Kyle Allen did not look comfortable in the system. And you know, Sean McDermott gave his when did Sean McDermott speak? He spoke what is say it? It's the 8 8, so Sean McDermott spoke on Tuesday. I'm going back to my notes, he spoke on Tuesday, and he just said. He said, they're very confident. He said, he, I wrote this down, confidence in both backup QBs. And Sean McDermott gave his normal answer. He's not going to be like, yeah. We, we knew what Sean McDermott was going to say there. But what I watched on that Saturday on that scrimmage. Sorry, why do I keep saying the scrimmage was Saturday? Friday. Sorry. It was, it was a Friday scrimmage. I, so. I keep – mentioned to all Yeah, so the scrimmage was Friday, guys. So sorry for the people that was confusing with Saturday. That is my fault. But we were watching, and I was like, they don't one, they keep rotating who's with the second unit. When you keep rotating, that means you don't have, you're not saying you don't have a guy, but you don't know who your guy is. Yeah. And then it wasn't like Kyle Allen was flashing, and neither was Barkley, but we know what Barkley is. And we were all comfortable with Matt Barkley being the practice squad QB, being the veteran in the locker room with Josh Allen as well, and Kyle Allen being that backup on the on the game day roster. At this moment, I'm not I'm not saying I'm preaching for someone to go get someone else. Uh, obviously, Teddy Bridgewater just got scooped up. There's like a Joe Flacco's of the world. Those type of guys, you can obviously trade for like a Davis Mills. You can go trade for Case Keenum, who's in Houston, who's probably going to be on the practice squad there. You can go get him back if you felt like it. I'm not fully confident in it, but I'm not going to lose my mind. I think we're going to preseason game on Saturday. That's what I was thinking of. First preseason, preseason game on Saturday with the Colts. There you go. Is a huge test for what Cal Allen can do. If he flourishes and has a good day, looks decent, does his thing, manages the offense, I think on Sunday morning nobody's gonna be talking about this anymore. But I think if he people goes are out, gonna be
1: saying he should change his name to Nate Peterman. Maybe I don't
0: think he's that bad. I don't think anybody's that bad. But, it, but Lance, you're t- like, like Lance. I'll give you. I'll ask you this: Like if Kyle Allen on Saturday goes out, throws a touchdown or two, does his thing, looks fine, like what we expected. Are you gonna be worried anymore?
1: No, but I'm not going to be necessarily satisfied either because it's like preseason. So, you know, if we need him in the season, knock on wood, we don't. If we happen to and he comes in and shows something, then he's got to do it under pressure. It's going to be a heck of a lot better if he throws a couple touchdowns and looks decent in the preseason for sure. But I don't think it's going to tell me that he's ready to, you know, assume any sort of major role. Um, on the team any better than Matt Barkley would. And that's, you know, it's all coming down to the understanding of the offense at that point. How much have you grasped the offense? How much can you help Josh Allen getting into the right looks? And when he comes to the sideline, can you help get him back in the right mindset if mm-hmm. it's um, a certain mood? Or can you, you know, keep him from going too sugar high, um, you know, off the grid, Josh Allen, where he just gets yeah, so no excited, you know, um, so kind of need the, Need the the even cue. And I think that the backup quarterback is gonna have a little bit of role in that kind of aspect where we wanna make sure they have that relationship with Josh so that they're seeing the same things and they're communicating what the backup saw on the sideline versus what Josh saw, you know, through his eyes. I think that's a big, big part, especially when Ken Dorsey's up in the booth. You're gonna have the quarterback coach, um, Jill Brady, right? And then you're gonna have mm-hmm. um the backup and maybe now i think that you can actually carry the three quarterbacks now so actually you'd be able to have barkley sitting there yeah. as your th- emergency third and you know have them both there on game day for josh mm-hmm. so i think that would be um it's all about surrounding him with the people he needs to you know be successful and maintain that even keel and that level head clear thinking um you know he he's got uh his buddy Diggs out there with him too um and Diggs gets excited too. So I think that it's it's funny to see like how um you know a backup quarterback position can kind of be used as a little bit of an extension of sort of like a coach, but also the ability to um kind of guide and, and help the core the starting quarterbacks throughout the games.
0: Yeah, people in the comments, uh Bill's mafia prod is coming in saying like none of the backup quarterbacks are good. Well, if Josh got hurt, we'd be an issue like most teams in the NFL. And I think I prefaced this before are going to struggle with a backup quarterback, right? Like it's just not really, there's not enough, quarter, there's not enough good quarterbacks in the league to start, right? Like, 30, Oh, thanks Lance. Appreciate that. There's not enough quarterbacks in the league to start with 32 teams. So there's not enough backups. You're not going to have a flurry of backups, but, someone in the comments, Roy brought this up and Roy's always bringing up the, the hard-hitting questions. Do you think the Bills should draft a quarterback on day three? Develop them instead of keep going year in and year out with these one-year veterans. And I immediately thought of the amount of picks the Bills have next year. They have about 10 so far. That might be next year's option. I feel like that would fit a little more because how many players on this active roster are you really adding that can mm-hmm. make the roster in this draft? You want to keep as many draft picks as possible after you draft them like that. It's kind of the plan. A backup, that, a backup quarterback would be a smart idea. Like a guy in the sixth, seventh round kind of fits what you want to do. Not going to be a star, but like you can develop in, him into a solid backup for a couple of years. You don't have to worry about it for four years and then you don't pay him. And then you just keep doing your thing or you pay him as yeah. a backup. If he, if you think he's a backup, what are your thoughts of that?
1: Yeah, you go the uh, Kirk Cousins route, right? Where you can, you know, yeah, keep one, third, trade one. Not
0: a third-round guy, but like Kirk Cousins. You, was well, I'm, I meant right?
1: like the, uh, what was the, was it Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins in Washington? Who did they have that shoot? No. did they draft?
0: Well, then they had, they had RG3 and then they went to Kirk Cousins.
1: I thought that then they traded Cousins, right? And they had somebody else. Anyway, so, you know, that's what I meant is yeah, like, they, you know, they, where they should have, guys, you know,
0: franchise two good quarterbacks
1: in, two good quarterbacks in camp and then you know, that, that backup generates the buzz with other teams as well. Now you have another trade chip, and, you know, you go and do that again in the next draft. So.
0: Yeah. We're going to keep moving down and keep the comments coming. Uh Matt, who's part of built in Buffalo network talked about them bringing in another quarterback will require them to learn the system. And yes, that's, one of the issues why they probably wouldn't go down that route, and maybe right. you can mark, maybe you can put point that to maybe why Kyle Allen is struggling a little, doesn't know the system, and I get it. I'm telling you, Saturday is a big test for Kyle Allen. I get it. It's preseason, but it's more than what we can take. We can take more away from that preseason game than we can take away from the training camp and what we read and all that stuff. That's just my opinion. We're gonna keep moving down the thing. We're going to talk about the CB2. I mentioned this earlier. We're going to talk about the CB2 position. It looked like a couple of days ago that it was Kyrie Elam and Dane Jackson. Well, Christian Bedford was like, you know what? I'm back in this. Three interceptions in two days. A ball hawk. Is Christian Bedford, is this a legit third party in this CB2 battle, Lance?
1: Yeah, I actually changed the wording on you because he said, "Is he back in the CB2?" And I'm like, "Is he winning the CB2 battle?" That's, because you're right, you're
0: right, That's fair. It's enough. like
1: when we were going through the show prep, I'm like, "Boy, I he might be." After seeing him, you know, Friday mm-hmm. and then you see him. I saw him Sunday as well. um It just looked looked a lot better, and it's like there's no way he's not almost the front runner now. He's listed first, and I don't know what they're listing them when they when no, they slash really slash right. slash, but. They do list him first, so.
0: I would still be shocked. I'm still on that terrain, but he's making plays, and if you're going up and getting that ball, and that means getting the ball in theory back to the Bills' offense and Josh Allen, you're doing Mm -hmm. your job. Like, that is more possessions for the Bills. It's a clear open competition, right? Like, if we woke up today, right, Lance, and we saw the the depth chart, and it said Kyrie and Dane slash, and then Benford, I would have scratched this question because I'm not saying he can't go win it, but at that point, like you're fourth, like that's a tough. Now he's two C to the two A to the two B or the two A to the two B to the two C they're all in the same category before he would have been the three. And that just, I don't think that, I don't think he can go that far, but he's legit in this competition. I think it's fascinating. I think it's incredible. And I think it shows how good this depth is on the Buffalo bills. And I'm not saying you can do this. There is a world where you could actually shop Dane Jackson to a team that needs a corner. There's a, there's a world. I don't think that this is the world. The bills are going to go because I think they tr- like having that veteran blanket to their two second year corners in Kair and Christian. So I think they're going to keep them, but there is a world where you can honestly shop Dane Jackson and probably get a fourth round pick. I think you can get a fourth early day three. You're definitely not getting a day two. You can get an early day three, I think. So, this is a legit battle. I think it's exciting. And I think it shows how much depth the Bills on, have on their, in their secondary.
1: Yeah, and I think if Dane's cool with just playing out his one year at his price right now, I think that's pretty good. I wouldn't even – there's no real need to trade him. If we can have him there as a security blanket, that's I what know, I mean, we'll keep yeah. over him. So it's funny, Cam Lewis is also listed as um, in competition with DeMar Hamlin as mm-hmm. the backup or second backup safety so third string safety and then i don't know if andy isabella is listed in the slot but he's listed all the way at the back and yeah. it seems like it's bunched up with the outside wide receivers not so much in the slot but it's kind of interesting to see how they have that bunching there so it's a lot of confusion uh, well, it's like, said, we're going to show outside. you that this doesn't mean anything and here here's a yeah. meaningless uh, format as well
0: talking about andy isabella if we're talking like if we're just going off the depth chart if we're going to read into it, he looks like he has an outside shot to make the roster at this point, right? Like I would feel like if he was legit, he would be listed. Like he's listed as the third punt returner and the third kick returner. And then all the way back on that receiver chart. that that doesn't really bode well in me, in my opinion, even though I think people have gotten on to that Andy Isabella trade hype train. But if they, if he's behind on both punt returns and kick returns, Hardy and Shakir, that's an issue. It seems like Hardy might be the front runner to win the job at kick returner and punt returner, which maybe opens more of a role for Khalil Shakir if you're on that train in the slot, which 100% does. Izzy's coming to the comment section. We finally got to meet Izzy. We finally got to meet Izzy on Friday. I was there
1: for it. I was pumped.
0: Yeah, we met him at Bar Bill. We sat with him at the game. Izzy, it was finally nice to meet you too, man. Um, and I hope you like those wings. Those wings were good. Second time having Bar Bill, and I think it got better. I think he got even better. Lauren, Roy with an old saying, not an old saying, but you know Roy's coming here. McDermott may say Dane, may see Dane as an old pair of shoes that you've got broken in and keep wearing them because they're comfortable. Oh, yeah. We all know what that feels like.
1: I have a toddler, you know. I just watched an episode of Pink Alicious the other day, and she did not want to give up her old pink shoes. And uh, then she they finally got too small for her. She had to go buy a new pair of shoes. What well, what show what show is this? That's a
0: toddler show. Don't worry about it. Wasn't going to worry about it. Okay, so we talked about this. Uh, no, we'll we'll go to this first. Actually, you know what, Lance? I got my I got my question for you right now.
1: Right now, let's do it.
0: I got so last week we obviously we pre recorded, but I asked Lance, "What would you do with three million dollars?" And he said inappropriate things. That was an answer. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to come up with a new question every week that involves the number three. Makes sense. Demar Hamlin didn't even think about that, but that was actually smart by me. Demar mm-hmm. Hamlet and because I thought about it last week. So we're talking about chicken wings. Lance, what would you do with 3 million chicken wings?
1: Ah, man. Are they already cooked? Because, man, that's going to be – they're going to spoil They're fully
0: me. cooked with whatever sauce you yeah. want and wherever you want them from. 3 gotta, million chicken wings.
1: You got to bring them to Highmark, man. Just uh, get people coming down from the stands. I mean, I'm, I'm sure 3 million, if we can put, like, a sanitary layer, uh, you know, liner on the field and dump those suckers in there then just have people coming down from the stands to, to dig in. I don't know. Bill's mafia. What do you think? How, how long would it take us to go out 3 million chicken wings out at Highmark? Just, just a digging a pile of digging a pile so of wings.
0: So gross. Your uncle's coming absolutely. in better invite friends and family.
1: Everyone. A right? lot of friends
0: and family, but Everyone, Hey, so. that means, you know what that means? Next Tuesday, you can guys come back and wait for the next, Three million question, and I'll come up with the next week, and we'll see what Lance answers. Yeah, that's a good one. Bring it to high mark. That'd be pretty gross. What sauce would you choose? Just one sauce. One sauce. Uh, I'd have to go
1: Hot Wings, uh, just yeah. standard Buffalo. I medium? guess if you're going to go – yeah, we'll go medium so we don't kill people, I think. If okay. you if you want to go like a, uh, a Gabe Skate medium uh, sauce on there, I'll go that.
0: What is, what is the one I had at uh, Barbell? I had the medium Buffalo, and then I had the – the Cajun,
1: Cajun Honey, butter. yeah, Cajun
0: honey butter barbecue. That had, was uh, incredible.
1: The they
0: Cajun mustard too, man. I didn't love that. My girlfriend got it. I didn't love that. It was okay. I love that. Spicy. But the Cajun honey butter barbecue at Barbell was I'm a huge medium buffalo guy. Like that's just where I wherever I get wings, I'll go medium buffalo and I call it a day. The Cajun honey butter barbecue at Barbell was unreal. Izzy got it, I believe, as well. He loved it. I think that was on that was an unreal. Yeah, Izzy got it. That was unreal unreal type yep. of way right there. So shout out to Barbell. bill. Um, but oh, yeah. Oh, Robbie's coming. He's a fan of Duff's medium.
1: Oh yeah. The medium light there. You got to get it yeah. because it's, it's, um, and there's mild medium and medium light. And so we actually tried to order them the other day and they are actually closed for a, a employee, employee appreciation day. So mm-hmm. I was about to try some medium light and, um, mild medium, but, um, which reminds me, we do have a giveaway from Duff's uh, going on on our Facebook page. I'm a little bit late to the drawing, so get on to the Built in Buffalo Facebook page. Like it, share it, and enter yourself to win a little 25-hour gift card to Duff's, a couple of t-shirts, and a couple of sauces.
0: I'm not going re- to read Roy's comment. I'm not going to bring it onto the screen because I don't want to do that. But Roy, as Roy always does, <laughs> you see it, Lance, right? Oh, yeah, gotcha. Do I need to read it? No, no, nah. I see it. Okay, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I think that would get a, maybe more crowd. That probably get a little more people type of people. Um, it's a good option with three million wings. You know what? We asked you, Lance. You did ask for what you should do. Rory just answered it honestly. Yeah, I just I would love to see Roy just typing that in, just laughing like, "Oh, that's a great question." Um, uh, really? he's coming in. She loves your backdrop. Can we, can, yes we get that on the, can we get that on the fan shop or is that just exclusive because you're the president of Bill Buffalo?
1: Uh, this is our marketing banner. I'm just hanging it up. I got to clean it and do some things. And I thought, why not do the show uh, with it in the background? And so, um, yeah, this is our uh, marketing banner. We took to the golf outing for Buffalo Go's Golf Classic, and then we'll be out um, with this sucker at training or at uh, tailgates. So be looking out for that. Uh, i still finalizing the details and the players that are going to be there, but might have some barbecue, might have some chicken wings, might have some pizzas. So,
0: I forgot how old Roy is because he told us one time, like he was born in the 60s, I want to say, right? Did, oh, yeah. did, I, some 50s or 60s, Roy, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember, but I remember you outdated uh, me and you outdated Lance. Brought back memories. Lance, I don't know. I'm not Roy, I don't know what you did back in your day, but it sounds fun.
1: I got the picture of the guy from old school in the uh, wrestling pit there. And he's just like ring the fucking bell, ya yeah, pansies, and then he goes to you know. So
0: I'm gonna tell you, I uh, don't know what, what what that is. So old
1: school. You've never seen old school?
0: Oh my mm-hmm. god! Lance. Wait, 1963. Roy was born. You're
1: my boy, Blue. You never seen it? No. What year did that movie come out? I don't know. I watched it every day in high school. Like what's it called? Well, yeah, when, were you, when were you in high school? <laughs> I graduated in 2004 from high school. I
0: was three. Yeah. I'm I mean, so a anyway, baby. I'm mean, a 2001
1: baby. You got Will baby. Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, oh. all those guys.
0: Oh, I'll go watch it then. Will Ferrell is a good actor. Okay, we're getting off of a weird tyrant right here. We're going to keep going down the list of our questions and our topics and keep the comments coming. We always love it. We're, we're always having fun here. Uh, who is trending up and who is trending down? Lance, I'll start with you. Just give me – we'll go to trending up first and then I'll do it and then you do your trending down. But give me one player you think is trending up right now.
1: Yeah, trending up, uh, Trent Shurfield making that grab in the end zone the other day with Allen absolutely lasering that ball between the two defenders. I think, you know, that brings a big spark into the mafia's minds and makes sure that uh, you know, it kind of puts him at the, the forefront of a, of a little bit of the the darling uh training camp player right now that, that we always seem to have there. So it's not gonna be a running back this year. It looks like uh might be a wide receiver. So uh, I like Trent Shurfield uh trending up as you mentioned also Christian Menford is you know trending up a bit and then um, I gotta say that uh, Greg Rousseau um, has done nothing but be consistent this uh, this year in camp and I think that you -hmm. know he's uh, building a steady um, you know come up onto the uh, regular season here
0: you know who's trending up for me someone that I don't think I would ever thought would be in this competition at this point of the summer throughout Bernard. I'm not saying he is making flashy plays and doing like all world crazy things like Christian Benford with the interceptions or Trent Shurfield with a great catch, but the fact that he is still in this middle linebacker competition where most of us kind of wrote him off a couple months ago, me included, that's, I think that's a huge, like he's legit, there's a legit chance Week one against the Packers that Terrell Bernard, a guy that was absolutely ridiculed, and Brandon Bean was absolutely ridiculed last year for taking him, is your starting middle linebacker. And if that pick works, oh my goodness. Like that is just a that's icing on the candle, right? Uh, ice on the cake. Not the candle. That'd be weird. But Trent, I think Terrell Bernard, like, I'm not saying he's making all world plays. I'm not saying he's flashing, but he's still in this middle linebacker kind of competition. And I, I wrote, look, I thought I, on the scrimmage on Friday, and I wrote in my notes, I, I thought Trent, I thought Terrell Bernard was, he made a nice pass breakup. I thought he was pretty good in run coverage. I thought he was doing his thing in the past. It like, wasn't those incredible flashy plays that like a Matt Milano kind of makes, but he, I think he was solid. He wasn't getting beat. He was doing his thing against the Knoxis and the Cades of the world. I think someone that you have people have to start talking about a little more is probably Terrell Bernard, and I think he's having a really, really good camp, and I don't think he's going to notice enough.
1: Yeah, you make a good point. He's definitely done everything he could. We could ask him to see from him throughout this camp. Um, he's pushing everyone to um, to try to take that spot from him, and and I'm not sure anyone's going to be able to.
0: So now we're going to the bearer of bad news, Lance. Who is trending down right now on this roster?
1: And we talked a little bit about it. So is, would Puna Ford be trending down, being behind Phillips and – Settles. Does that I mean yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean he's trending down, but man, that's not where we expected to see him.
0: I I would yeah, I look we've talked about this and people in the comments have talked about this in reporters. You don't want to read too much into to this depth chart, but he's third on the he's in the third. Like that's a little it's a little worrisome. I, I still think the tackle, man. Why would you I, do that? I, I still don't think he ends up being the fifth defensive tackle that he's either the third or the fourth. I think he's way too valuable for this team, but maybe it's just the new guy. They're just playing fun with us. But like Jordan Phillips hasn't practiced, practiced yeah. like, I just once. Like, I don't know. So yeah, is Puna Forge your trending down?
1: No, because I don't think I've seen it with my eyes. I was just wondering, the, yeah, know, if he's you, there. I wouldn't think crazy. Chart, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's trending down. But, um, it's yeah, I, it's uh, it's an option, dude. We have so many players that are performing so well. I don't really have a huge trending down
0: candidate. I have, I um, have one. So I'm going to let you do it. I think Boogie Basham is trending down. And maybe, um. Yard, maybe, maybe he might have already started them. This might be like, this is, his roster spot is a thousand percent in jeopardy right now. Tugged at the you
1: heartstrings, so I met I met his girlfriend at yeah. camp, and uh, was talking to him after camp as well. He I think he looked up to my little guy and uh, is a super good person, but yeah, out there on the field, uh, it is definitely going to yeah. be tough to to make his hay there. But um, get... especially saying Shane Ray having kind of had the camp he's having and just having a high motor, like I mentioned, I think that you're um, potentially going to see. You Know boogie be an odd man now if, if well, she and out if Shane Ray turns out. They're
0: gonna keep well, they'll keep five edge and five defensive tackles or four defensive tackles. Mm-hmm. In a world where five defensive well, you would think five D tackles and five edges, right? Mm-hmm. That's where I kind of see it, right? So, and we'll get to the guy next in Shaq Lawson in a second. But he like you have the Leonard Floyd's, the Von Miller, the Gregory Russo, AJ Ampinensa, who is clearly above where Boogie Basham is right now. You have Shane Ray, who's still behind him, in my opinion, but he's trending upwards. I think that's a trending down. Uh, I don't know who really else is. Maybe I don't think Andy Isabella is a trending down candidate. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah.
1: I would say that maybe the the new signee Darian Ted Evans never hasn't really that's damn the... one's eye since he joined the the squad, and I'm not he's... sure that he's necessarily trending down, but because that would suggest that he was ever turning up, but he was kind of in the kick return, punt return mix. It seemed like through the reps, people were getting at practice. And now, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's not even listed. And I think he might even be behind, uh, the, the undrafted rookie there Sims,
0: Mims, Jordan Mims, but yeah, Mims, Darrington Evans was, was originally taking punt return and kick return duties. And he's not even listed on the punt return and kick return. Exactly, so that's an that's issue with words in the comment section, you know, better than I would Puna's a one tech and settles at three tech
1: so settles like a kind of like a hybrid level, so you can kind of do a lot of different things, but um, Puna's yeah, a one I think Poon right? is definitely a one tech and I think they, they played, Daquan. they played Tim settle more in more often, I think in the free, in the three tech role, but it was hard because without um, Daquan Jones there, then settle had to have some time, um, you know, in that one tech kind of role because Ed Oliver, just wasn't going to be the body type to do it as much. So, Settle has that low to the ground, you know, high motor um, about him, and he he can play kind of yeah one through one to three pretty easily. He's he's pretty agile.
0: So we're gonna keep get off the trending up and trending down. That's a good thing that we're not talking about a lot of guys trending down. It's a good thing. The good thing with the roster because that means the Bills are in a pretty good roster spot in uh, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, it's not um, only I
1: don't want to be critical of a bunch of players, but it's like realistically.
0: Um, oh Spencer Brown, I I didn't mention. I think Spencer Brown's trending. Sorry to cut you off. Roy's right. Spencer Brown trending up. Is he trending up? Yeah, I, I've 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 from what I've been told, he's had one bad day of practice that people have noticed. Everything else has been very good and solid.
1: Yeah, just he kind of tweaked his uh, back yeah. one day in practice too. He's so I think okay. people kind of he seems like he's good now. So I think that's he had good. One um, bad day
0: of practice. Everything I'm excited.
1: I hope I hope he bad. can play on saturday um and we'll get into this too in our in our game preview there with the colts coming up on saturday we actually have a game where we can see these guys play against the competition yeah. and it's we haven't been told and i haven't read anything i'm not sure if you have heard anything but I, from my my knowledge um they haven't said who or who who will not kind of participate in yeah. that game you would assume josh allen wouldn't i would assume um,
0: like 75 of the starters won't play right yeah is that fair
1: I think you got to have those guys in the position battle so you could see, like, Benford yeah. Neal. I'm no, right. those or, guys right. will play, yeah. You know, that kind of thing, and just give them
0: both uh, free reign there. To, I bet to... you Trey White does not play. I bet yeah, you Hyde and play. Porter do not play. Diggs does not play. Davis does not play. I bet you get a little bit of Don Kincaid. I bet you get Don Kincaid. Probably not going to get much of
1: Teron Johnson
0: either. Gonna have no, Neal you're going to have uh You're going to have Christian going to play. You're going to have Rap, DeMar, maybe, and Robbie's – Talking about Demar Hamlin trending up, yeah, Demar Hamlin's trending up because he's on the field. That's a trending up. He's anything Demar keeps doing and progressing in his football career Absolutely. is a trending up. And I, Lance, you were there on Friday, obviously, but and when he ran out of the field, that ovation was unreal. And this was this was a pretty packed house. Lower bowl was filled, but it wasn't sold out. Obviously, that was a
1: Two hundred level was almost completely packed. Yeah, but that um, was a loud yeah. ovation. Yeah, they could definitely feel it. It was funny. I saw. A comparison with the bills uh scrimmage to another uh dolphins uh scrimmage that they might have had whether it was a just a practice that was closed and someone was playing a joke but someone had to got a picture of empty stands at the miami stadium with you know Tua throwing a pass and then um you know the packed house um uh, in buffalo for the scrimmage So it was kind of fun
0: we were talking about the edge with boogie basham and let's go to shaq lawson who's having a very good camp he was with the ones on Friday at the scrimmage, it was a big rotation, but he started out with the ones. Lance, is all of a sudden Shaq Lawson a roster lock?
1: Yeah, I think he's pretty close. I mean, it's tough because they did bring in Leonard Floyd, but I would say that he is ahead of Boogie Basham, so I think that um, Shaq Lawson is making a damn good case to be uh roster lock here.
0: Yeah. I think it's a pretty easy question. I, I I think he's ahead of Boogie Basham, he's ahead of Shane Ray. We're keeping five defensive ends, in my opinion. So I think he was mostly a roster lock. Could be I think I think do you do you think they keep five or four?
1: Has to be at least five. Could even keep six if they go to four defensive tackles.
0: Okay, so yeah, Shaq Lawson's a roster lock. I think he has a legit role in this team, what I'm kind of seeing as that fourth edge. They love him against the run. Uh fourth edge, fifth edge.
1: Here's the thinking too. If you keep Six oh, edges.
0: I, there's six. I keep forgetting. There's if six. They
1: keep six Shoot. edges. Then they could maybe send a defensive tackle to the practice squad and get them through waivers, so that they because they may lose if they sent an edge through waivers to try to get to the practice squad, they could lose a guy um, yeah. off the edge with those skills. So if they keep uh, six edges and four defense tackles, then they can play roster gymnastics with uh, bringing people up off the practice squad and you know elevating guys during game day. So.
0: Yeah, I think he's a roster lock at this point. I think it's interesting. I think he's the fifth edge. If Vaughn's fully healthy, it's Vaughn, it's Greg, it's Leonard Foy with the three. AJ is the four. And then you have Shaq as the five. And I think Boogie Basham is probably the odd man out at this point of the camp. I think it would be. it's going to be tough to change. Two yeah, things, Vaughan...
1: Roy. Two things, Roy. And I already knew where you're going. A, Vaughn Miller's not starting on PUBs. He's going to start week one. And B, I think Shaq is going to be a roster lock. I've had another good one to, Oh yeah. My college or my high school coach used to say, if ifs and buts were fruits and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. So he started off with if Vaughn starts on pup. So that brought me to that. And then also Vaughn's not going to start on pup.
0: Man, your mind works in a different way. It does. That was an interesting one. Okay. Before we get to the Colts preview, which we're going to end the show with injury updates, Lance, and Oliver got a little banged up. He missed practice yesterday. Cam Lewis missed practice yesterday. Reggie Gilliam missed practice yesterday. Isaiah Coulter missed practice yesterday. You also have Deion Dawkins coming out with a little bit of a wrap on his hand. He was banged up. He came back, but it wasn't in pads. Anything on the injury updates that kind of kind of sparked your mind? Oh, and Jordan Phillips did come back off the active pup, which is a good thing.
1: Yeah, it was super weird. Uh, when I was there on Sunday, Phillips came like from defensive oh, drill back to the field, and then he like threw his helmet down on the sideline, and it was just yeah. very strange. And I don't know what the frustration was. Maybe he had a bad rep or just wasn't, you know, happy, and, and maybe he didn't want to stop practicing, and uh, he wanted to be out there with the team. Who knows? But um seemed kind of just a moment of, of anger, and it was just kind of strange to see. Um, it was out of nowhere and then uh cam lewis went down jumped up in the air to make an interception came down hard and looked like could have like hit his head on the turf or um, mm-hmm. whatever but it seems like he had a little bit of a groin issue they were talking about um instead so ho- luckily no upper body injury uh, of any concern so um i think that we're doing a good job keeping these guys uh, like i said it was very laid back sunday so they did get, like, a few high-intensity reps, and then Cam Lewis went down. It's like, all right, let's go back to kind of back to laying back here and then more walk-through situations and do th- things like that. So,
0: Yeah, look, the Deion Dawkins is a little concerning, but the Bills listed it as day-to-day, which is, I think, a positive. If they gave us, though, that week-to-week kind of ultimative, I'm not saying he would be in jeopardy for week one, but that's a little scary because it's, we're still in August, but if they gave us the week-to-week, I'd be like, ooh, the day-to-day, like – He's not. He wasn't playing Saturday, no matter what, in my opinion. Right. Tomorrow, so we have two more days of camp. If you don't know, they were off today. They practice Monday. They were off today. They're going to practice tomorrow at nine forty-five. Wednesday, Thursday, nine forty-five, and that is it for training camp at St. John Fisher. And then, obviously, you got preseason. You got obviously other stuff after that. Uh Post St. John Fisher for training camp. But I, I like I would be shocked like if Deion Dawkins participates tomorrow. like I, I don't I don't see that. I bet you we get that report in the morning that Deion Dawkins is out. and I don't think that's something we should be overly concerned about yet. the day to day he came back to practice like he was get to leave.
1: Yeah, it's just his hand, so it's just the, I, probably a bruise and just to heal up. so
0: and then you have Ed Oliver with some general soreness, the Cam Lewis injury with the groin we thought it was like you said we thought it was head which is a little different. Yeah, it the was, it was an intense play.
1: Like I said, it was one of the more – the intensity kind of was, was down the whole practice, like I was saying, but then it kind of was ramping, mm-hmm. ramping, ramping right to that point. And, you know, Lewis goes up to make a nice play and, you know, goes down onto the turf, and you could just hear a pin drop in the stadium. So just You were there the on campaign. Sunday, right?
0: Yeah. You weren't there Monday, correct? Correct. Which was the day that Josh Allen Was it Monday that he, he got hurt Monday?
1: Oh, yeah, Monday he did, Yep. And we then didn't he came back, back. For like 15, well, was, 20 minutes after.
0: Yeah. he like I, Let's see what I wrote in my notes. Uh, Josh Allen left the field with the training staff, but then returned shortly. And then I re- immediately wrote that he was back to throw into the tight ends in positional drills. That Josh Allen last couple, those injuries are freaking me out. Man, when he got hit by Teron Johnson, like that's a little scary. Just a little bit. But he came back, he was throwing to the tight ends. He was doing his thing. He was just, what did they say? It was his UCL, was his elbow. So they said, I think that, I think that's what they said.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, unfortunate to hear that, but yeah, uh, I think that
0: but they said it was okay. It was all checked out. And he started. Lance if he if he like if this was serious, he wouldn't have went back and thrown. Right? You you would think he would have been like just checked out for practice. Oh that's yeah, good. they
1: would have taken him right out. So he's definitely so, good. He just might have felt something that's you know obviously it healed. You know, I think he didn't throw too much over the summer, and he behind. really let it heal, and yeah, he so. Breaks. You know, this is the first time he's getting into multiple days of throwing over and over again, and kind of just that general, um, what I would say is a twinge type feeling. And, you know, just make sure it's good, have them check it out, and then you go from there. And I think it's one of those things where, yeah, he wouldn't even have been back on the field if there were anything to worry about. So he went back out and started throwing again, and we move on.
0: Roy's asking, and Lance. I haven't asked you about this. Are we going to do a or we haven't talked about this? Are we going to do a fifty three man roster prediction on the show?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I don't know if we, if we're going to do a, the show around it. We certainly can, uh, but we're definitely going to have multiple folks at Built in Buffalo doing fifty three man roster projections, and um, you know Peter because and we'll, I can we'll give we'll you ours on the let's show. Let's do
0: an episode. Let's do an episode. Like down. I don't think we can. Talk. How much preseason do we want to talk about? All of it. Okay, all of it. Okay, nice little segue. <laughs> but yeah, boy, we'll do that. Yeah. John Robert, only two training camps left tomorrow and Thursday. So final subject or topic of tonight's show. And if you guys did miss this episode, you can rewatch it on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And if you prefer the podcast version, it comes out tomorrow morning on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast. And as always, we are sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Use code BLITZ. For a hundred percent deposit match on your first deposit, up to a hundred dollars minimum of ten dollars. Use code Blitz. But Colts preview, Lance. Look, it's week one. It's the first game of preseason. One game one out of three. They're taking on the Colts. We get to see Anthony Richardson. I think that's kind of cool. Maybe potentially. Well, like, what are you looking for? Like, what do you expect? Something that maybe sparks your mind in this preseason game
1: just mostly the vibes. I mean, you got Isaiah McKenzie coming back into the stadium for the first time since he's left, right? Uh, Zach Moss uh, unfortunately broke his arm, so he's not going to be a part of that uh, crew that would play. And then you have um, Anthony Richardson. So you would think him being a rookie, he needs to get as many reps live as he can. I'm not saying he's playing the whole game, but should at least be out there for the first quarter, I would assume. Um, Get some reps in and go from there. So I think it's going to be exciting for me. to see some of those guys on the Colts, but also looking at now our offensive and defensive line are really going to be able to be evaluated here. Um, so I got some tickets uh, in the 300s, like row two. Oh, you're going. Uh, thanks to uh, uh, Lib 716 so Check him out on all social media as well. Uh, he sells some dope merch with uh, Zuba's patterns and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, he, he hooked me up. And uh, the guy I split season ticket with Dustin, he's going to go um and sitting in my seats at the 50 so I'm going to move over just a little bit in the 300s and just get a, a little bit of a better view there closer to the field and be able to kind of take in what they're doing pre-snap um how they're if they're practicing any games on the defensive line now and and kind of get a more you know sense of of who the players are you know their styles of rushing their 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 ways of beating their defenders and then on the offensive side Obviously, being able to engage with folks and and stay on those blocks, and and see what the run game looks like from this offense. And I know that's not sexy and exciting, but you know, see kind of is the off. I assume they're going to run more in the preseason than they would. I mean, James the Cook season. Um, I don't know, but maybe maybe he gets a little he's maybe second year. Little, yeah, but I think maybe he a little bit because him and Damian Harris probably have to give them a chance to at least compete and, and give Damian Harris at least a shot. Um, so you got to see, you know, what they both can do with some opportunities and that's going to tell us, you know, or that's going to depend actually on the offensive line. What I think you might see is Mitch Morse not play. And then Ryan Bates starting yeah. center with Osiris, Horns at right guard is my biggest prediction for kind of okay. how they might start with the offensive line rotation. I just don't see the need to put Mitch Morse okay. out there. Um, if if the, i guess whatever the plan's going to be there's there may be one game or one quarter of a game where you're going to throw some starters in there and give them a little bit of run um because they you know the the unfortunate part of f- football is you need to prepare you actually need live reps but then um uh, with every live rep comes extreme risk to uh, injury so it's kind of that balance on how many live reps do you give guys versus uh, the risk you're taking so i think you got to give at least a quarter or two quarters. Um, now with the with the truncated preseason down to three games, that throws off. We haven't really seen you know a, a traditional or a, or a steadfast approach to these preseason games with starters playing in the second game or whatever. And you got to you got to understand too, this is the only preseason game that Bills Mafia will get to see. So they may choose to play a couple more starters to give the fans a little look at people, and then you know rest them on the road.
0: I'm excited to see some of the depth receivers or some of the new additions. Uh, Roy asked or mentioned he's wants to see Sternberger, one of the depth tight ends they brought in, and obviously the fifth round pick Justin Shorter, uh, out of University of Florida. I think I'm excited to see Shorter. I think that's the type of guy cool to see. I don't really need to see a ton of Shakir. Look, well, I don't want to see Gabe Davis. I don't want to see Stefan Diggs. I'm excited to see Deontay Hardy and Trent Sherfield. Like, what does Hardy bring? Like, what does he do for this offense? Is he more? I, he's a slot guy, but is he more of just a true slot guy? Is so he gonna be more of a gadget guy? And if he's more of the gadget guy, does that show that maybe Shakir is that true slot and they're kind of gonna work off of each other with Shakir being that true slot receiver and already being the gadget guy? Does Dalton Kincaid get snaps? I bet you he does because he's a rookie. Where does he fit in? If this dude, do, do, I don't think we see Knox, so does him and Quentin Morris run a little 12 personnel, or is it just Kincaid as the tight end? And what does Trent Shurfield look like on the outside with Justin Hardy? Justin Shorter, stupid, not just Hardy. Like, I think you would see a Hardy in the slot with Shorter and Shurfield. I think that would be interesting to see. I would like to see yeah. Shorter's ability to go up and get the ball. He has the height. He has the length to do that. Uh, so, I think that would be kind of cool. I want to see Damian Harris. I got to watch him live a handful of times last year when I was covering the Patriots. Uh, as he p- split snaps and eventually fell behind Ramon J. Stevenson. And when he was out. didn't he? Yeah, he got I'm hurt. Yeah, when he was healthy. He was interesting to watch. He was cool to watch. i excited to see him. I don't think we get a ton of James Cook, but I think we do get some. It's the second year. Octavius Murray would be interesting to see. Maybe Jordan Mims pops a little in that second half with Darrington. Yeah, see a big
1: big dose of uh, say, uh, Darrington Mims, Evans. And, yeah. Uh, Evans, yeah. yeah. I would say those two will carry the load uh, mm-hmm.
0: running back, I'm Definitely. sure. 100%. And then you have, look, the and you have the Matt Barkley. Who starts? Who gets more of the reps? That's kind of interesting to see who shines, who doesn't. I think that would be cool. Yeah, I'd
1: love uh, to see uh, Allen start, Kyle Allen start with the quote-unquote first team, with maybe you know no without team. Dawkins, but maybe McGovern gets a few snaps. Maybe Bates at center and Osiris Torrance at right guard, with Spencer Brown getting some snaps hopefully in the first series, let's say, and see kind of maybe you have one series of Gabe Davis, but no Stefan Diggs. Um, and kind of see how that all works out. So I definitely would like to see the Sherfield davis hardy uh, three-wide receiver combo or the four-wide receiver with Shakir added. That'd be nice. And then you're obviously going to have a little bit of Kincaid in there as well to see. So, hope you know, you would hope, I guess, fans going to the game may hope to see Josh Allen play for a series or two. Um, I don't need to see that. It's tough. I don't really it's need tough. to see that. But uh, we'll see. I'm McDermott, I don't know that there's a – uh, proven track record yet for when to play these guys. Like I said, yeah, so it it's may tough. be a marketing thing or it may be, um, you know, a certain plan based upon their analytics. They're a huge analytics team. They, they have a huge analytics department. And so you got to take that into account and see what, what the numbers are going to tell them to do. And that's probably what, what they'll decide on. So whether it's the first, second, or third preseason game, I would expect only one game for Allen.
0: Obviously, the, and we'll find out maybe tomorrow, maybe Thursday, maybe even Friday. But I expect uh, Bernard, the Dodson matchup, I think they get reps in middle linebacker. I think that's obviously the battles, like you said, Benford with Dane and Kyer. I think that's going to be interesting to see. You're going to get reps here. You're probably not going to see Trey Davis White. I would love to see, like you said, Tail Rapp. I want to see what he brings as our third safety. They've moved him around a lot. They brought him into the box. They brought him into nickel. Like They've done a ton with Tail Rapp so far in training camp. I would like to see what he can do on the field. And DeMar Hamlin, I think that's a huge storyline heading into Saturday. Like, What does he look like? That's not in a scrimmage, and that's not against his own teammates. Like, yeah, live. I think
1: it's going to be interesting to see um, them in in the season run that kind of uh, dime package, maybe with Rapp and Teron Johnson as like the the two, you know, slots on either side. Let's say or nickels on either side, and that kind of gives you almost a four three look, but with that safety versatility on the pass coverage. So, I'm really interested to see. You know, what what kind of schemes they're gonna have and on, on more obvious passing downs with with a guy like if you have a Travis Kelsey out there and it's an obvious passing down, do you do you let a Teron Johnson or Taylor Rapp kind of play that um big nickel position to to be able to try to cover that?
0: And then does around get any reps? Like does he factor in the I right think tackle? I think you or gotta they, give him a crazy rest.
1: He's been having every rep, it seems like, in practice for the ones. And I think that he, they're just going to try to give him as much volume as they can, um, depending on how he feels. So if he is feeling sore, they're going to hold him out. But mm-hmm. if he's not sore and he feels like he can kind of give it a go, I bet they give him a series or two out there.
0: And I want to see how Dorian Williams looks. I bet you he'll start at the the Will Linebacker because I don't think we see Matt Milano. He was held out on Friday at the scrimmage for general soreness, I'm not gonna go and beat on the drum here that we're gonna see him on Saturday for the preseason game. So I want to see what their third round pick Dorian Williams does. Obviously, what Osiris Torrance does at the right guard position, second round pick. See what these day one and day two guys kind of do for the Bills, Dorian Williams, Osiris Torrance, and maybe a little bit of Dalton Cade. Lance, usually when it comes to the season show, when we preview the game the following week, I'll give I'll ask you for my prediction or ask you for your prediction. I'll give you my prediction. I don't think do you want to do a prediction for this game? I have no prediction. I
1: hope that I predict that nobody winning. gets injured. So that's that's, that's the prediction. Only
0: prediction that I care about. I don't care who wins. It's a preseason game. Everyone walks away okay. And I hope we see some guys kind of flash, and maybe we, maybe we do get a sense of who's winning these battles. And so when we're talking next week on our show, we can kind of do it. But yeah, as long as
1: they play, I think they're just going to go a long way. And being like I say, I'm going to try to get um, a little bit on tape if I can, but also just uh, being able to see it live and, and with my eyes, take some notes down and be able to talk um, about what I saw there and see, you know, how those different positions. Now, I'm not a, a big cornerback evaluator by any means. So those guys, I'm not going to necessarily, I mean, I can tell you they looked fluid and they had interceptions and that. But um, as far as, you know, technical how to play cornerback, I'm not going to know that. But for the, for the offensive defensive line, at least be able to break down a little bit of that and, and try to have you guys understand you know, what we, what we saw and, and how that's going to bode for the for the regular season um and what, what could happen for those battles. And, uh Bates and Osiris o- Torrance, the biggest one, and does Ryan Bates' versatility work against him with the Bills maybe needing that swing center guard position?
0: Robbie, you know what? He's dropping his prediction. 28 to 10 Bills. a lot of points. So, in pre- I'm sure, we'll take it, I guess. Lance, anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here?
1: No, I got a couple of things uh, that we'll get to next week after we see you know, what they come out with. The last thing I will say is about the Colts game. Uh, I'm interested to see if they kind of run any type of that amoeba uh, defensive front that people talk about where kind of guys are standing and in different stances with – you know, I don't know if Leonard Floyd will play too much, but with him out there and having maybe Boogie or – something like that on the inside, you can have these guys kind of in some different stances and in different looks to, to maybe uh, kind of confuse the offense. I don't know if they show that in preseason. It seems like they want to probably do a standard like cover two, cover four, cover three, six, whatever. Um, so, I, so I don't necessarily think, but I just am interested to see if the Amoeba front kind of makes its appearance with Sean McDermott um, taking over to play court.
0: Yeah, and le- before we get out of here, Lance, tell us every tell everyone that's listening or watching or re-watching or re-listening who we're sponsored by.
1: Yeah, the Buffalo Blitz is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy, the best daily fantasy app in the world. You can play on Underdog Fantasy app in the Play Store or Apple. Um, What's the Apple Store called? Just Apple Store?
0: Just App Store.
1: Wow. Uh, sorry. Android, yeah. Yeah. Um, so or the website underdogfantasy.com use promo code blitz get double your deposit up to a hundred dollars and right now uh there's a couple things going on you can get into many different best ball tournaments um there's daily fantasy there there's a uh, the pick em game where you can uh do five different picks on a uh and wager some money and win 20 times your wager um uh, you know in in the one day there so That's a cool feature, um, gives you a good feel of, you know, player prop type um, entries and things like that. So underdogfantasy.com, they also have Best Ball Mania 4 going on, which is the largest best ball tournament or fantasy football contest period uh, ever to run to this date. So check that out. Uh, It's $25 to enter, $3 million to first, $15 million in total prizes. Um, You can go on there, enter with promo code BLITZ, uh, deposit 20, you get 20 matched or something, Play, or if you put 25 Mm in, get 25 matched, you can put two entries right in there. So I got two entries in now. Um, We'll see if I can get a couple more in there before. And uh, we're going to bring a lot of underdog fantasy to you throughout the next uh, few months here. Um, So if you haven't yet signed up, do so with promo code blitz and uh don't miss out on any of the action this is actually one of the best daily fantasy apps um, in the market and uh there's not just me saying it guys like nate geary from wgr will only use uh underdog fantasy for for daily fantasy so uh it's not just me saying it uh there's a lot of guys out there in the uh sports world or in the biz if you would say uh, using this and uh it's a good app so check it out uh again on the app or underdogfantasy.com. We appreciate that.
0: Guys, everyone that was in the comment section, if you're on Facebook and you're on YouTube, appreciate everyone tonight. It was awesome. We always appreciate it. We'll be back next Tuesday at 8 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Make sure you follow Built and Buffalo on all those platforms, as well as Instagram and their fan shop. And builtonbufflonews.com and is back with basically daily articles. You guys want to check that out. There' a little bit of hiatus, but they are back. We got some great writers and We got there. three
1: new writers that just came on board. Yeah. So keep an great eye out for, for them. You uh Michaela and Mike and one more I'm gonna remember it people are just watching us like what is this guy yep. train wreck here uh Scott so Scott Michaela Mike. and Mike appreciate you guys thanks for joining and yeah. uh, we're looking forward to reading your stuff out there built in buffalo news.com had a little bit of a facelift uh shout out to my wife helping us out a little bit with some of the uh, online web interface things. So,
0: yeah, we'll be back next Tuesday. This was the Buffalo Blitz on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. For the podcast version, it comes out tomorrow morning on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast. He was Lance. I was Peter. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. And as always, go Bills.
1: Go Bills.